Okay, I'm gonna come back with you. Here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. get on back here. That's a big pillow. Oh yeah. my gosh. We are recording in the bedroom. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> we are. We are though. We are. We're posted up. We we have secluded ourselves into a back room in my house. <laughs> it's true. We are on Cara's bed, and it is so comfortable. My yes. gosh. So, so nap time. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Hi, we're Cara and Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness, and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that are rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's Push it. Hello and welcome to the Push Podcast. This is season one, episode 13, 14. Uh, don't look at me. You know I can't count. Oh no. <laughs> I think it's 14. You know what? It's whatever one you clicked on. That's the one it is. Here we are. When I actually <laughs> upload this, I'll put the real number on there because it'll remind me. <laughs> yes. So yes, Cara and I just got back from getting our first round of the COVID vaccine. Yes. Yeah. So we, um, we both qualified as we are both doulas and um, can work in the hospitals mm-hmm. and Jill is currently working in hospitals right now. I am not says I'm still sort of recovering from my knee surgeries, but yeah, mm-hmm. we, um, it feels really good. Yeah. It's sort of exciting. It was, it's nerve wracking um, for yeah. any of you who are kind of trying to decide or sort of anxiously waiting or sort of like whatever it is, or maybe decided that you're not going to get it. It's the first time in my lifetime that there's been a new vaccine that I had to decide whether to take it or not. So much stuff we've never done before, like mm-hmm. having to make decisions about vaccines in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's what I've been saying too, is like, we've never really lived through a time where a vaccine has been developed, especially not on this, this global pandemic scale. So I, I was a little bit nervous. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, I, I didn't think that I was going to be getting it earlier than the general population. Right. We do qualify as doulas because we are um, able to work in hospitals. And so we were able to get on, um, a shorter list, but it seems like they're kind of plowing through pretty mm-hmm. quickly. They're moving down toward the general population fairly quickly from what I can see. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of nerve wracking because, you know, it's not, it's not something that has been around for years and years and years. So we don't know the full extent of what it can do and how it can affect people. And of course, like, you know, the media sensationalizes oh, the good. people who, you know, have these big, Reaction. severe reactions, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, mm-hmm. we like that's terrible. But 
you know, those are the types of things where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But I guess like, you know, those types of reactions to vaccines are possible with with any of them that you get. Mm -hmm. So it's been um, a little over an hour since we got our shots. And here we are. Yeah, still (laughs) still okay. Still okay. So far. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So this episode is going to be a little bit different because we had this game plan of what we were going to be talking about and we can still touch on that, but Mm -hmm. we had a game plan of what we were going to be talking about. And that afternoon that we were set to record is when the news came out about the, um, about the Capitol Mm -hmm. and we just couldn't like, and I don't know, like in my mind, there's like a couple things in my life where I know like exactly where I was and what I was doing, like when the twin towers came down. Right. And I knew exactly, I can just see myself in space. The moment that I saw like a little ping come through on my phone that the U S Capitol had been breached. Mm -hmm. Like, so it was very hard to sort of even think about trying to pivot from that to um, talking about fitness in that Mm -hmm. moment yeah and really still I'm having a hard time thinking about talking about fitness Mm -hmm. um I know like there's always a balance like this is our job this is our business and we need to you know sell our services we need to we we should be selling our services because they're awesome um but I also think that it it feels like um it just feels like why does this really matter right now when all the other stuff is going on right yeah I think that when things like this happen and and we've had we've had this happen you know in the last five five or so years that we've had our business but there are moments like that where the right thing to do is just to take a great pause um, cause we were actually in the middle of, um, promoting, um, a webinar that we're going to be having. And we just, we didn't even post about that. Like we just, we needed to take a great pause. And so that's what we had to do with our podcast too. So we're, we're recording this a few days after we normally would. And to be quite honest with you, we're still like, like Cara said, we're still not quite all like business as usual like it just doesn't feel right to do that Mm -hmm. um and you know part of the reason that we have a podcast is so that people can know who we are most authentically and this is this is where we're at Mm -hmm. and you know like for most of the time that I've been a trainer I either worked for a company where I was not allowed to talk about my you know is my opinions, especially mm-hmm. my political opinions, or I owned my own business where I was quite frankly afraid to talk about my political opinions because I was always taught that it wasn't appropriate. You just don't talk about that with, you know, your clients or, you know, in a business sense, because it makes you seem unprofessional. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that anymore because the older I get and the more I see, the more I know that everything is political. Yep. Our silence is even political. Mm-hmm. And so, and if you're in a company that deals with bodies and wellness and access, 
you, everything you do is political. So, you know, for us to, to not talk about politics is really actually one of the more inauthentic things that we could do, Mm -hmm. which is why when you come to our page, we do post a lot of things about how we feel about what's happening Mm -hmm. because, um, we, we want it to be really clear. We want it when anybody walks through our doors, we kind of want them to know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to say like, you know, on the, on the, the, the big, big picture politics, like not to say that, like, if your view on politics is different from ours, that we're not going to accept you as you are. But I think that the line for us is, like basic human rights are non-negotiable. Right. Like, <laughs> like it, it, yes. So, you know, with all that said, so yeah, we, the, we have been taught for years that t- talking about politics in a professional setting is not good. It's unprofessional. It's a way to lose business. And Car and I have both agreed that like, you know, if you don't believe that basic human rights are important, then we really don't care to have your money. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it just that's that's where we're at. So this whole this whole thing with with what happened at in DC and even in our whole our um, hometown mm-hmm. that same day we had um, protests going on down at the Capitol here in our state and some events unfolded there that are just disheartening in every sense of the word Mm -hmm. so it's just like business as usual didn't feel right to us but we wanted to let you know that we're still here and if you are um if you've been following along on these things with us like we're here for you with you holding space for you um but yeah that's that's where we're at we're kind of a mess yeah (laughs) and so you know just checking in with everyone who is listening and like we hope that you are taking care of yourself. Um, I know for myself, I have spent a lot of time on my phone and reading the news. One of my clients is joking that she's starting to have like sexual fantasies about the CNN anchors because she's <laughs> watching so much CNN. Which which she, one? You would she would die if I told you. So you don't. You <laughs> so yeah, Jake Tapper. We got a <laughs> shout out <laughs> with anyway. a name like that. <laughs> anyway, um, so you know, just take a minute and like take a breath and let your shoulders relax, let your belly relax. And just kind of let go of some of the tension. It can be really hard for us not to like to just kind of grind on. Like I know some people kind of shut down and turn off and some people kind of like get a lot of information and kind of get sucked down. And when we do that so much that we don't do our own self-care, then we can end up in a big deficit. And Mm -hmm. so I say this as much for myself as I do for you. If you are one of those people who's like in grind mode right now and who is justifiably angry, just, I mean, there's so many emotions, like, cause I, I was just thinking about all the emotions I've had. I'm also like freaking ecstatic about Georgia Mm -hmm. and we never even got to celebrate that. So (laughs) 
So there's, I'm still processing. Yes. <laughs> yep. There's, there is, there is an awful lot to process from this past week. So, yeah. So let's talk just for a little bit about what we were actually going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, Cosmo magazine is its next issue. They're going to feature 11 different women where they talk about all the different ways that you can be healthy mm-hmm. and how it looks so different. So there's 11 different pictures that have been circulating and out of the 11, um, there are two very large women. And I, I'll just tell you, cause you, you wouldn't even have to guess that those two images are the ones that are circulating in the fitness world quite a bit with a lot of really negative and hateful commentary about their bodies. Mm-hmm. And one in particular, somebody that I follow, um, posted that with a, you know, a tagline, this is not healthy and we can't be glamorizing obesity and, you know, obesity is dangerous and it's a problem and blah, blah, blah. And and if these, you know, Cosmo wouldn't have a heroin addict on their cover and try to convince you that that's healthy. So why are they doing this? And in true Cara style, like Jill does a little better than me in this. Like Jill can like walk away and unfriend. I, I'm more likely to say something. (laughs) And she says stuff too, but she's more like choosy about the battles she picks. Sometimes I'm like, no, this is also the hill I'm going to die on. (laughs) Yeah. So, 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 um, So I was real fired up and I said something Um, and, you know, I know this won't shock you, but I didn't really get very far with that person. um, This is a conversation I have a lot. Like I reach out, like I slide into your DMs. If I see something that I feel is egregious, I'll comment on things sometimes because I feel like there are so many people in the fitness industry that have access to this information about weight stigma and obesity and things like that, that are not doing the research because we're so conditioned to believe that thinner is healthy Mm -hmm. and that weight loss is always good, no matter what. Right. And that's not the case. It's just not, it's not, it's absolutely untrue scientifically. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I feel like even if somebody is like, I disagree with you, which is what you, they always say to me, um, at least somebody said something and maybe the more times they see this kind of message come through, like at some point, maybe they'll like read an article or, or like question because it took a lot of times for me too, because mm-hmm. I have not always felt this way as a fitness professional that, um, you know, I, I sold that dream that, Hey, I am a trainer and I can help you lose weight and then you'll just magically be healthier. But that's not really the case for a lot of people that I worked with, especially early on helped. I helped people lose a lot of weight as a trainer early on. And I would even use like before and after pictures to get jobs and promote myself and things like that. But 
the longer I was a trainer, I saw, you know, if I looked at that same person a year later or two years later, almost all of the time, they would have gained the weight back. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the research on diets, diets don't work. 99% of the time, diets don't work. And one of the biggest indicators of weight gain is the, is basically trying to lose weight. Right. Like <laughs> that's the sticking point, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so, um, and so the more that I saw that, like, you know, we spend so much time like fighting our natural bodies. We don't really have any sense of what our natural bodies are anymore. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've really been pondering a lot lately um, is that like, what, what would it be like if I had never dieted? What if I had grown up in a world where I did not believe that my body had to be changed at all? Like, what would my body be like? You can't even imagine it, can you? What would like, what, how would I eat? Mm -hmm. And like, what would I do for exercise or movement just without having any of that conditioning from early on? And I, I think about that like over and over and over again, because what I want for myself and for my clients is for them to get to a place where they can have that body, that lifestyle, because if we just sort of left it alone and then pursued our health for real health reasons and not in the pursuit of thinness, how many things would be different about what we would do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the diet culture that's been ingrained in my brain was like, that does nope, no, that's, that's not that's impossible. I can't even like, because mm-hmm. it's so ingrained, like you can't even imagine what that life would be like, mm-hmm. because, because of all of the different um, ways that it's just ingrained in our culture and in our lives and in our parents' lives and their parents' lives. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's hard to even imagine that. Um, but yeah, I think that there's always going to be people like that trainer that you got into, not an argument with, but got into a back and forth with that are going to say, obesity is the cause of X, Y, Z. And when you come back with, you know, where did you get that information from? And if you don't like seriously think about it, like if, if you don't have an answer for that, then that's probably a good cause to take stock and be like, okay, what is the actual, what does the actual research say? Mm -hmm. What does the actual science say? And you're going to find that there's a whole wealth of knowledge that's always been there Mm -hmm. that you didn't touch or pick up because you, you also fell into the trap of diet culture. Yeah. And that's hard to like, that's a hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. And, and don't get us wrong. Like there is research out there that does, you know, show that obesity is correlated Mm -hmm. with a lot of disease. Um, there's a couple problems with those research studies. One is that they are often done by companies who have a vested interest in the continuation of diet culture. So a lot of these studies were done by the makers of FenFen. Um, There were studies that have been done by like people who run weight loss clinics. 
Um, so, you know, it, especially like, as, you know, if you want to hang your hat on science, you also really need to look for where some of this stuff is coming from. Um, then the second thing to look at when you are looking at these studies is that the no study has shown that obesity causes the disease. It's just correlated with the disease. So that's really important because when other research studies have been done um, that are, you know, more like independent and not necessarily, you know, made by the diet industry, what they have found is that there is an independent risk factor for a lot of this diseases and that's weight stigma mm -hmm. and what and weight cycling. So weight cycling would be gaining and losing weight over and over and over again, otherwise known as dieting. So um, weight cycling is really, really hard on the body. And weight stigma is the pressure and stress that your body feels living in a bigger body. And so I can give you an example of this. So I went winter coat shopping last weekend. <clears throat> and if you don't like it, I don't, if you are listening to this and you haven't seen what we look like, like I am, I say that I live in a bigger body, but I am no means like a very large person. I would say that I'm kind of on the fringes of what you would consider straight sized. Mm -hmm. So I went winter coat shopping and I went to some really like, you know, mainstream stores and just went and tried on these jackets. Well, we also live in a really rainy area. So my husband was like, you know what you should do instead of just getting a winter jacket, you should get like a, like a, you know, a quilted jacket that you could wear when it's cold and then also get a rain jacket to go over the top of it. And I was like, oh, hell, because so <laughs> it was not just because that was my, my husband's suggestion, but it was that I had already tried on a couple jackets and the extra large size I could already barely fit into. And I knew that trying to put another extra large coat on that also did not have any stretch in it over the top of another one that I already felt like was just you know, like just barely fit me was not going to work. Mm -hmm. And so I said, no, I was like, no, that's not what I want. If I'm going to get a jacket, I'd maybe just get an all in one. I don't want to mess around with the two coats. And he was really irritated with me. He's like, no, but it's the perfect system because then you'd be able to hike and snowshoe or do all the different things. And you, you know, you won't have to have like a bunch of different stuff. You just have this like two coat system. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it's like, no. And so it finally, like, it sort of dawned on me as I was trying to explain to him too, that I was feeling super triggered that like what I needed was like an extra large bottom layer and probably like a one X or like the size above that raincoat so that I knew that I could wear whatever I wanted under, but they didn't have it in the stores. Mm -hmm. And I was getting pissed because I had already looked online and I knew that these sizes existed, mm -hmm. like companies make these sizes, but stores don't carry them. Mm 
-hmm. And it made me feel as again, on the fringes of a straight sized body made me feel really unseen and not appreciated. Mm -hmm. And, and it stuck with me for days. I felt like I, and it was funny because even I noticed how I, when I looked in the mirror, I was more critical of my body in the days after having that shopping trip. Mm -hmm. And that is stress. That's like an example of like institutional stress, but there's also like medical bias when it comes to being heavier. Mm -hmm. I had an experience where I had an ectopic pregnancy and I almost died. And the days leading up to it, I was having a lot of abdominal pain Mm -hmm. and I went to the doctor and the nurse practitioner that I saw there, I asked her to take my IUD out because I'd had some issues with my IUD in the past. And I thought maybe that was the cause of all of this extreme abdominal pain I was having. And she sort of looked me over and again, like saw a person living in a bigger body and suggested that I was allergic to wheat and cheese Mm -hmm. and put me on a diet. She didn't run any tests to see if I was actually allergic to wheat or cheese. And more importantly, she didn't run the standard test that you're supposed to get when women come into the office complaining of extreme abdominal pain, which is a pregnancy test. I could have received medication that day that would have cured that that situation. Instead, two days later, my fallopian tube burst and I almost bled out and died. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder if I had been a thinner person, would my symptoms have been taken more seriously and would weight loss not have been the first thing that was recommended in that office? Even if you come away thinking, well, I still believe obesity is bad. I think that we can still, we can also agree that even people living in larger bodies deserve to be treated with kindness and respect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just hearing you talk about that, like (laughs) that was a bad, bad day. Yes. (laughs) It's a really bad day. Um, so yeah, all of that to say that there are so many different, um, facets to, to, to bodies and weight. Mm -hmm. There are so many different facets to, correlation and causation of, of disease. And to say that, like, this is the way it is because X, Y, Z, because you're bigger, because you're overweight, because you're obese, like you, you just, we really want to encourage you to ask yourself, is that true? Mm -hmm. Is that true? Where did my information come from? Because that's the other thing, too, is like once you start unveiling some of these things, like some of these like, quote unquote, studies and and different places where we get our information, you kind of can't help but be more critical of where that information is coming from. And you just get really overwhelmed full, like on full blast mode, like, oh, my gosh, is anything I ever thought true? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And if you are another fitness professional who has promoted weight loss, like you might also think, holy crap, have I been part of the problem? 
-hmm. And that's really hard. And, but you know, like in general, I mean, just with, as with any other thing, like working on being anti-racist and, you know, fat phobia is that when we know better, we can do better. Mm -hmm. And if you can just sort of let go of any kind of shame you might feel for having like been conditioned your whole life to believe these things, then, um, then you can start to do the work. And we're not saying that if you have goals to lose weight, that you don't have any self-worth. That's, I saw somebody write about that because I think, I think for in a good way that some of this messaging is starting to take off. Mm -hmm. And I saw a trainer and she does a great program. She does a, actually, she does a program specifically for women in larger bodies. Um, But she was like, when did weight loss become synonymous with self-worth loss? And I'm like, I don't think, you know, maybe for her that that's true, but I, um, I don't think that that's the case. Um, but I think that if we want to, if we want to lose weight, it can be really important to examine it. Um, Sonia Renee Taylor, who wrote the body is not an apology and she has a great social media feed. She's always posting very, very good, like informational, inspiring things. But she talks about like, when it comes to weight loss, that if you asked yourself, so if you said, okay, like I'm doing it because my, my joints hurt, or I have an autoimmune disorder or whatever it is. If you ask yourself, could I have the results that I want without weight loss? Would I still want to lose weight? And a lot of times, because diet culture is so ingrained, there is a part of us that's like, yes, I still want to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. And so she says that that can be very telling because a lot of the other things, you know, there's a lot of research with like joint pain and autoimmune diseases and things like that, which always have like weight loss as the big cure-all that a lot of times when we think about joint pain and obesity, it's not necessarily the obesity that's causing the joint pain either. It's the fact that a lot of times people who come into the doctor complaining of joint pain are told to lose weight in order to solve the problem. And you tell someone, say, that has knee pain to go and exercise so that they can lose the weight, you're asking them to do a lot of activities that probably aggravate that joint. So then they take a lot longer to have surgery. Whereas if a thin person comes in and says, hey, my knee hurts, something's wrong with it, they might be more likely to get the MRI right away and have the surgery they need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had, um, <laughs> Car and I have, we share a lot of different things and we also mm-hmm. have shared a physical therapist. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, he was telling me a story one time when I was in there last, which has been a while now, but when I was in there last, he was telling me a story about um, a, a patient, a woman mm-hmm. uh, had come in complaining of uh, knee pain, joint pain. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, doing his thing where he's like going through all the different checks and balances in his mind. Cause he, he's like, he's sort of like a detective in that way. Like, he's like, all right, let's just go through this list and see what we, what clues we can find. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out um, there, she had lodged a formal complaint against him because he did not say that her being overweight, quote unquote, overweight was the issue. Really? Mm-hmm. Talk about diet culture taking over. 
Wow. And so <laughs> I was just floored by that. He, he got a formal complaint because he didn't suggest that she needed to lose weight in order to improve her knee pain. Wow. And see, that's a physical therapist that I would want to see somebody who's not going to look at me as some kind of weight loss project before actually looking into the causes of my pain. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> exactly. Yep. So again, many, many, many layers to this issue. Um, and the other thing too, that I kind of wanted to circle back around to was that sometimes when, um, when we as fitness professionals do share our stance on um, diet culture, on racism, on fat phobia, on, on all things like that, um, if, if anything appears to be political, we often will get asked, like, why can't you just stick to fitness? Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about this, <clears throat> these po- political issues that don't have anything to do with, with what you do? And, you know, we, I, we've had other fitness professionals in our lives who are like, well, we're, we're a space where you just come to get away from all that says, says a white business owner. Yep. <laughs> right. So, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about why do we do that? And something <laughs> that we're going to unpack just a little bit is that, you know, bodies are in fact political, right? Yeah. Like who gets access to healthcare or fitness spaces or healthy health, you don't see my air quotes, but healthy foods or, you know, all of that is political mm-hmm. where people feel safe. Um, if, if somebody were to walk into your space and your business and not see anyone that looks like them, you know, how, how would they feel? How would you feel if you were constantly walking into spaces where you didn't either feel welcome or you didn't see anyone like you? Um, mm-hmm. So you can't separate fitness and certainly not wellness from talking about politics Mm -hmm. because we have politicized bodies so much and because there is institutional racism and fat phobia that can be boiled down to how bodies are treated. And so we are always going to talk about these things And if that does make you feel uncomfortable, then don't listen, don't follow, don't come into our space because um, like we might not always be right, but we think that these conversations always need to be happening. Mm -hmm. That's all that we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the push podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Give us some reviews. The more subscribes and reviews that we get, the more visibility we get so that we can reach more listeners just like you. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye.